Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. It is your boy Jermaine, and I am back at it again with another one. You already know how we give it up on the Hustle Class Podcast. I'm happy to be back. You know, it's another end of the month, so we had to give you an episode, you know, something to, you know, give you that free game that's going to help propel you to the next level of whatever you got going on in front of you. So, you know, as usual, we like to start off with a song. And today our song is Nobody Does It Better by Nate Dogg and Warren G. I had to take it back for this one. And the lyrics go, you know, to all the non-believers. Now I bet you'll see. Nobody does it better than me. They can come closer than close. Original, they will never be. I'll run that again. To all the non-believers, now I bet you see that nobody does it better than me. They can come closer than close. Original, they will never be. So when I listened to this song this morning and I was, you know, just playing it as I was getting stuff done, knocking out some tasks, You know, it just kind of helped remind me that, you know, you have to stay true to yourself. You have to stay original. Um, And when you have that vision and you're original, you know, people are not going to understand it. You know, they will be non-believers because it's hard for you to see a vision of something that you didn't conceptualize in your mind. You didn't birth, you know, you didn't conceive that thought in your mind and you aren't the one trying to bring it to birth. So it's hard for you to understand where somebody's coming from when they're, you know, bringing forth new ideas or bringing forth new concepts. So it's nice to hear that, you know, all the non-believers never saw it, but, you know, nobody does it better than me. I just execute and I just stay original. And no matter how close they come, they still can't be me because I'm the only version of myself. And I, you know, hone in on that. I don't try to be like anybody other than myself. So, you know, one time for originality. So great. That's the song that, you know, we started with. So now that we've gotten that done, let us talk about the state of the market. You know, I wanted to talk real estate, crypto, stocks, all that today and just give a brief state of the market. Um, So, you know, let's go. So the first thing I wanted to talk about for sure is real estate. So, you know, the real estate um, housing prices continue to go up. And, you know, a lot of people are confused because interest rates are starting to go up. But, you know, a lot of people have a lot of cash to buy stuff. So, you know, they're doing what they can. But eventually things are going to level off because interest rates have, you know, doubled. So I just wanted to let everybody know that, um, you know, since last year, interest rates have doubled. Um, So what that means is whatever you would have paid on interest for a mortgage, um, you know, April 2021, you would now pay double that interest if you were to get that same mortgage today. Um, so, you know, things are very expensive right now. People are dealing with, you know, foreclosure, you know, bankruptcies, 
things of that nature because what can you do when your expenses rise but your salaries and stuff stay the same right so you know i saw a video on social media this morning of you know a guy who'd been living in a woman's home while she was away um, with his wife and she came back and the guy and his woman were living in the home and she was so confused and, and scared you know what i'm saying and these are some of the things that happen in recessionary periods when a lot of people can't afford homes or can't afford places to stay they do you know they squat so basically they'll you know survey a home for a number of days you know or weeks see if nobody's coming in or out you know maybe they're living out of their car at the time or maybe they're you know, going to get um, evicted from their property soon. And when they see that there's no activity coming in and out of the home, then they try to break in and stay there in the meantime while they try to gather themselves. You know, so that's something that people do. And that's literally what happened today on social media, which was a craze that happened. Like, how did somebody just live in somebody's home, right, while they were away? But these are, you know, products of a recession, you know, to be quite frank. And so, you know, as the market continues to rise, it's going to come up to a point where, I mean, people just can't afford it, and people are and prices are gonna have to drop. Um, but interest rates are probably gonna keep going up, so it's just kind of like you know. Then that's when the housing market starts to balance, and that's one thing I always realize when people say like, "When's the right time to buy?" Um, I feel like it's more about being prepared to buy than it is about timing. Um, in short, it's about timing, but that's when you have a unique opportunity, like getting a super low interest rate and a deal on a home like you know that's that's like a you know a once not a once in a lifetime opportunity but that was drastic measures where you got to make it happen but in the current state of the market it's kind of like if you're not really getting a deal on the property or you don't really have the credit score to give you a certain rate it's kind of like okay i wouldn't see the rush if you're not if you're not really prepared to have a home because it is going to be a burden and even when it comes to you know having a home it's like Okay, if you were to, say, get the home anyway, right, and let's say you had the regular interest rate, you had everything um, the way it was, um, you know, you would have to have the expenses, you know, um, down pat because you would you would fall into a hole easily when you have all these different fees and stuff associated with that you weren't prepared for. So, you know, uh, you know, pe- people like always say real estate, oh, it's never bad time to buy, but it's it's only bad when you're not prepared. So you have to make sure you prepare. You have to because, you know, right now it's kind of like I feel like it's like a stalemate. Like what's going to happen is either housing prices are housing prices are going to drop and interest rates are going to rise. So the actual price you're going to be paying for your mortgage is not really going to change drastically because, you know, whether you whether you get a mortgage now, or you get it in, in four months. It's kind of like if the interest rates go up, the prices might might come down, you know, so stuff like that. Things like balance with real estate because there are multiple factors that go into a price that you're paying for a mortgage. So, you know, that's that's something to think about, right? So we talked about real estate a little bit. Now let's talk about crypto. So for crypto, like I do have um, I, Bitcoin um, on the timeline of which of my predictions has hit that time period where we're going to see like um, either it's going to hit um, its highs for a while or its lows for a while between this May and August. Let's see what it does. I'm going to keep you all posted on Bitcoin, but through May and August, let's see what it does. But right now, Bitcoin is definitely trading in like sort of a range. Um, that might be something that, you know, you want to take advantage of because, you know, do you want to wait for Bitcoin to be on a complete bull tear or maybe it has some more um, bearish action that it's going to have uh, sooner than later. But right now, um, I can tell you Bitcoin um, kind of capped off around 65,000, right? Maybe like right below 70. 
And then um, its low was somewhere between, um, you know, 20, you know, like 27 and like 40,000. Or we can say 20, 27 to 36,000. So that 30,000 area, anything in the 30,000s is not a bad buy, in my opinion, considering that, you know, the lows, like the low that it experienced, that Bitcoin experienced in June was 28. The low that it experienced in uh, in June of last year was twenty eight thousand. The low that it experienced in January of this year was thirty three thousand, and so right now it seems like it's having higher highs, right, or higher lows, if I may say. So, you know, that's um, and then also same thing. Last year the high for Bitcoin was sixty two thousand, you know, and at the end of last year, so that was in the middle of last year, and at the end of last year it almost hit seventy. So we see Bitcoin is kind of raising its range. So now it's in that 30,000 30, range. I think it's 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 a pretty solid buy. I feel like it's going to be a solid buy probably until 2023. Um, 2023 is when we're going to see things get a little shaky for it. But then that's all going to propel it towards 2024 when the halving event happens. So I'll keep you all posted on Bitcoin. But right now, in my opinion, it's not a bad time to buy just because the price is kind of like it's kind of stuck like kind of where it's at like it's not really moving too high it's not really moving too low i like that price stability when i buy because you know to to avoid buying too high or low sometimes you have to just wait for the price to stabilize and buy it and you know it's um i think it's called um accumulation phase um you know things have uh these stocks and stuff have different phases so you know it's it's nice to um buy stuff when it's kind of um at a chilling point and i talked about these phases before um when it as it pertains to like the stock market and um you know stuff like that so you know definitely want to buy something when the price is sort of like stabilizing so yeah that's not a bad that's not a bad buy um one of my relatives asked me hey jermaine is it a good time to buy amazon right and so i decided to do my own research on the price of amazon now i tried to get a prediction based on like inverted yield curves and sort of like understanding um how long it's been taking for us to recover from the most recent uh, recessions that we've been having um in the stock markets um and from an economic sense but it was really really hard to predict like i can predict that um there's potential there's a potential recession um you know in october just based on 2020 and how things shook out but even that, you know, is only taking data from recently and not taking like big historical data. So, you know, that's that's with um, a grain of salt, to say the least. But um, in regards to Amazon, when I finally assessed and evaluated in the last 10 years, Amazon has only dropped 30 percent from its highs. So seeing that it, w- it had a high um, at the end of last year. And um, it just had terrible earnings and it dropped um, from those earnings. Amazon is now about 30% from its high. So do I think it's a good time to buy? For sure. Um, You know, nothing I give on here is financial advice, obviously. It's just, you know, my own perspective and education based on how the market's moving. And, you know, you should always consult with a financial advisor before making any decisions. But if over the last, if over the last um, 10 years, um, every major drop Amazon has had has only been 30% of its value and it's at 30% of its high right now. You know, it's just kind of like what happened the last four times. You know, it happened in 2014. It happened in 2015. It happened in 2018. 
and then it happened um, pre-pandemic, right pandemic time, and then it happened just now. So that 30% drop is just so consistent over the last 10 years. I'm personally buying, so that's just how I feel. Um, so, you know, that's that's where I stand. So um, I let my relative know, and so, you know, we're buying Amazon, but that's just, you know, <laughs> what we got going on over here. But, you know, always consult with a financial advisor. Just because I say I'm buying Amazon don't mean I'm buying it right now. It don't mean I'm not I'm, I'm not only holding it for a day. So make sure you always consult with a financial advisor. Now, when it comes to the overall market, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually kind of trash right now. And we sort of can expect it. I mean, usually heading into the summer, in, into the summer, um, the market doesn't really perform well. Like you know, heading into the summer time frame, and then it also kind of gets a little choppy sometimes heading into summer as well. Um, but you know, usually that August time frame gives us you know, a, a, you know, partial good vibes, and then September, you know, sometimes it's a little ugly. But you know, we're just gonna keep posted on the month to month, week to week of the market. Um, but you know, right now the S and P five hundred is um, what's it called from its high? Right now, it's give me a second. Let me calculate how far off it is from its high, so I can give you guys that number. Right now, the S and P five hundred is fourteen uh, percent um, from its high. So, does that make it a market correction? Does that make it a crash? Does that make it? You know, let me let me give you, you know, the free game, right? Because there is a stock market pullback, then there's a stock market correction, and then there's a stock market crash, right? So a pullback is generally between five and ten percent from the recent high. A correction is ten to twenty percent from the high, and a crash is twenty percent from the high. So right now we're still in correction territory. Right, because we're only at 15% from the high. We're only at 15% from the high. Right? The number that we would get to that would drive us to being 20% below the high would be um, the SP 500, um, or let me just say SPY, because I like to use SPY because it's smaller numbers. So, right now, so the high for SPY was 479, right? $479. If SPY were to go to $383, that would be a market crash. But usually when the crashes happen, they're like, they're usually events associated with it that, you know, kind of take it overboard. Like, we already had an indicator that we we're going to have a recession in 2020. Right? We, we had the indicator for the recession in 2019, six months to the crash. So right now, we had an indicator in April, so the potential crash would be in October. But there might be a cat, like... A catalyst for that crash to happen who knows what might happen this fall this September to September October November but something may happen that results in the market tanking so I'll be looking for short opportunities um, for any sort of news that comes out that seems to be global crisis or world crisis or superpower crisis within the world just you know because some of these things in the market are you know planned and orchestrated and conducted in a way to make sense with the economy and how things are going in the world, like, you know, current affairs. So that's that on real estate, crypto, and stocks. Um, you know, short episode today. Just wanted to keep y'all updated on everything that's going on. And you know what I'm saying? I'm glad that everybody tuned in. You were able to get this free game. Keep your minds open. Um, you know what I'm saying? Keep focusing on becoming better people, becoming more talented, 
um, gaining more skills and more skill sets because in times of the recession, that's, you know, it's a hard time. People are losing a lot, right? All around, like we're talking jobs, we're talking everything, but at the same time, that is usually a big opportunity for, um, that's a big opportunity for those who have been preparing for it. So if you prepare over the next six months for the recession, you're going to be in prime position to take advantage of it because, you know, those opportunities for those who want to, you know, buy things for the long term to be able to make those purchases. I love y'all. This has been Hustle Class Podcast, and I can't wait to talk to y'all next month. Holler.